Welcome to the Industry Horror Coffin Cast. I am your host, Nathan, and... Well, it has finally come to an end. A saga, a trilogy for Star Wars until they find a way to make a Baby Yoda movie if The Mandalorian keeps on having success on Disney+. Plus, But... We... I will be talking about what I thought about Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. And just a heads up, there will be some spoilers, but I'll do everything I can to not say spoilers immediately. But there will be spoilers ahead, so this is your spoiler alert. And if you're... Well, I'm not pointing on seeing the movie. All right, then. Now, let's get to it. Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. Well, I really just want to say this. This this is a difficult task. Whether you're a producer, director, even a production assistant, if you are part of this... One way or another, you are going to face backlash. But what you're trying to do is not have as much backlash as The Last Jedi. And that's the thing. No matter what, even if you could have this be, have it the most perfect way to end this trilogy... If you do not end it as the way as people expected, as in, according to George Lucas... The story is in rhyme, like poetry. You're going to have riots. No matter what you end up seeing for Rise of Skywalker, it is not going to meet your expectations. This is a difficult task, especially for as well known as a, fr- a franchise as Star Wars is. I wouldn't even wish this on my worst enemy to, to have to face such a task of not just doing damage control, but telling a decent story that continues on, that adds to the lore, especially with the type of the fan base of the Star Wars fans now these days. Look, even if I was somehow offered $5 million guaranteed, $5 million to work on this, I would renegotiate and say, let me work on the ending, and that's it. (laughs) Because but otherwise... This is a difficult task. You are not going to please everybody. And I think even director J.J. Abrams himself had to tell that to his own cast, his own crew. Telling them, you're in a very important project. You are in 
that is well known for over 40 years now and will end up continuing on through time that will be passed on generation to generation. And we are about to end that saga. We are not going to please everybody. Let me tell you the, the good. Kyle Ren slash Ben Solo, Ray, Adam Driver does a does a great job. Ray does a good job as well. Whenever they showed those those two those two characters, I was at. I was curious of what they were going to say next or what they were going to do next. I wanted to know what would happen next. But when it came to... to po By the way, the introduction characters that they showed, especially... Uh, let me see here. Uh... I think her name was Zori. That is a great character. Zori. And the new characters, great. And Ian McDermott being Palpatine Darth Sidious. Good job. Regardless of the fact... I, I think the whole point was because remember in episode 3 Revenge of the Sith, I know a lot of other reviewers are are talking about this as well, but my friends and I, after watching the movie, were talking about... Turns out, he did find a way of being... I think, pretty much, uh, immortal, in a way. And has found a way to do that with the teachings from Darth Plagueis. So, I appreciate that callback, and... But, I don't know, it gets it gets annoying, like, once again, it was Darth Sidious, the, the puppet master, can it be someone else, please? I understand he was the main one, but it kind of, it, it, it kind of, as some people say, retcons the whole point of Return of the Jedi. And, and kind of ruins a little bit of the arc for Anakin Skywalker, who was Darth Vader, and found a way to have redemption and be Anakin again. And return the Jedi. Let me put it to you this way. It's pretty much a compilation, but reshot, different planets, and add a little bit of here and there, a little bit of some Indiana Jones, Return the Jedi, uh, and Empire Strikes Back, a little bit of that, and even a little bit of Dunkirk. As crazy as that sounds, a little bit of Dunkirk in there. But Rise of Skywalker did it better than than Dunkirk. If you have seen Dunkirk, you will know what I'm talking. And, and watch this movie, you will understand what I what I mean. There were some. I thought it was good. Not great, 
I thought overall the movie was good. I thought it was good. Not great. I think this movie will be in the bottom tier of the of all of the Star Wars films. I think it would be in the in the five in the bottom five. Might be even close to the middle. I was just happy that Finn had a lot more to do. But it was really annoying. Missed, there were missed opportunity after missed opportunity. By the way, they handled uh, the death of of General Leia really well. I really enjoyed uh, General Leia leading up to to her unfortunate death. I really enjoyed that. I felt that I think I. Know that they could have done a lot better with with the redemption arc of Ben Solo from being Kyle Ren and returning back to Ben Solo. The Knights of Ren was teased constantly throughout the movie. I'm like, all right, you better have the Knights of Ren being part of the climax because, come on, you got to have it be part of the climax or, or close to it. Or have a moment that Kylo Ren is is hunting down Rey, and the Knights of Ren are are right behind him, and they and they actually do action as they're fighting off. Nope, no, you tease the Knights of Ren for the Force Awakens, and you do nothing. You do absolutely nothing with the Knights of Ren. Come on. Come on. You have to be kidding me. I know that everybody wanted to retcon pretty much almost all of The Last Jedi. A lot of Star Wars fans. But I, wi- I-, I wish they kind of kept a little bit of when in The Last Jedi when Kylo Ren says, Join me, Rey. We will not be the Sith. We will not be the Jedi. We'll be our own. And that would have brought us to a diff- an interesting original direction. Well, original in, in, in this uh, tri- Star Wars trilogy. Interesting direction adds to the lore. I was excited about that. I was like, oh my gosh, so... So the, not the Sith or the Jedi, so so what will they be? Uh, how, how are they going to have people... Nothing. They do, they do nothing with that. They, they just recon it. Oh, and, and Finn? And Finn like, I have to tell you something. I have to tell you something, Ray. I have to tell you something. And even Ray at some point says, what, the, what is it that you need to tell me? And he's like, you know what? It can wait. And it's like, are you kidding me? And according to an interview, apparently, J.J. Abrams said that Ben was going to tell tell Ray that he was force sensitive. Missed opportunity once again. Once again, with the, I, this is this is what I thought. This is what I thought that that the climax would be for this. Fine, you could keep in 
Darth Sidious, Emperor Palpatine, fine, fine. You can keep them, and you can have them hooked up and wired, similar to GLaDOS from, from Portal. Fine. A lot of people are making that comparison, by the way. Fine. Okay. Have the Knights of Ren, have Ben Soul come. I like what they did with Ben Soul and Ray, and of it was weird, but actually, but it kind of does make sense that, but at the same time, it doesn't make sense if Ray, if Ray kills Dark Sidious, then all of the Sith would be part of Ray since she is a Palpatine, a granddaughter of a Palpatine, and. I didn't mind the way that, especially that they they used, you know how they were able to to see each other message-wise, almost as in a, a live Skype, in a way, but with their minds? Well, The foreshadowing of having two lightsabers, have Ray bringing two lightsabers, and that meant everybody had a feeling that Kylo Ren, Ben Solo was going to was going to follow and try to defeat Darth Sidious, Emperor Palpatine. And there was that moment she even handed a lightsaber to Ben Solo. Okay. So what I would have is at the point that, you know, you have your lightsaber. Okay, you have dark, you have dark sage pretty much using lightning, lightning, lightning. They they try to dodge the lightning, and it, it comes to the point that dark sage realizes. And 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 lowering down, Ray, Ray and Ben, they they get tired of the point, and it looks like they're about to be defeated. And then they come, they both try to strike at different sides, and and Palpatine just grabs lightsaber, and it's and it's like a two-way. I know that reminds people of of Episode One, but they both like fight each other. They try to strike him down with. with Try to strike them down for, for good and not for with hatred. And then he found a way, and then he uses he injures he injures Ben with one of the lightsabers, gets around his legs, and and Ray just at that moment. Feels defeated, feel lost, confused. She feels that, that she feels that there's no other option. She just can't see it. And when she's about to strike, about to strike Palpatine with hatred instead of for for good or justice or Finn. If you want to add in also, Finn 
finds a way to 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 realize that he had a little bit of force, and he found a way of the of the crashing the crashing ship that he was on a mission to destroy. One of the one of the battle the, the star destroyers. One of the star destroyers, and he. And he kind of gives a little bit of a hint that he found a way to do a little bit of force push, not too much, but kind of a little bit. He he didn't understand it, and it gives a little bit of evidence that he ha- that he has some force sensitivity. He rushes over because he because he hears the the yells of Ray. I know that feminists wouldn't be the biggest. Fans of this, but we gave an opportunity for Ray to, to fight. And it, this would be kind of like a back and forth. So Finn finds a way to get one of the lightsabers that was originally around around Ben. And he comes between both both Dark Sidious and Ray. Just in the nick of time to make sure that she does not have all of the Sith in her. And she ends up becoming an Empress. Ray gets tired. She goes down. Then... Then... Well, Finn tries to f- fight back because of all the memories of being a stormtrooper. And even Palpatine was like, I sense that you were once part. You were once a stormtrooper. But you are nothing now! And he just... With all the struggling that he has in trying to deflect off the, the lightning from Palpatine. He, he's being a distraction, but he doesn't realize that he's a distraction at that moment. As Rey is meditating all of her power of the Force. And she hears, like in the movie, she hears all of the voices of all the Jedi from the past telling her to keep on going. And then finally, Palpatine has enough, and he goes like, and he gets to that point of, he even, he even finds a way to take the lightsaber and have it moved, and he has lightning at the same time striking on Finn, as he is about to kill Finn. A great demonstration from turning from from bad to good, and showing the demonstration that anyone, no matter the background, that there is time to be for being great in the world, or in this case, in the galaxy. Ray. Ray tries, does everything she can with the Force as she takes the lightsaber. She finds a way. It's a struggle. But she finds a way to get the lightsaber. 
and Finn goes and Finn goes down from exhaustion. Ray egging on Ray Ray egging on Sidious. Palpatine. Maybe even if they wanted to trick Palpatine to think that she is going to do as he says and eventually become all the Sith. And then they, they can do that scene that was in the movie. Uh, electric. The electricity. Really powerful electricity strike. And Ray finds a way to deflect enough of the lightning to evaporate Palpatine. That's what I would have done with the climax for this film. But that's just me. That's what I would have added to the climax. And then... And then would still keep some of the... The other parts that were actually from the movie. Before I get to my thoughts on the ending of The Rise of Skywalker, I just want to mention that coming up, before you know it, it's going to be February, and it's going to be Valentine's Day, but Industry Horror has a Valentine Mafia Casino date night fundraiser. So whether you're a single or you have someone to bring along with you, if you don't have any plans on Friday night, February 7th, from 7 p.m. to 11 p.m., come on by for this fundraising event, which will help with employment of autistic adults and people with special needs of industry horror. It will be taking place at the, the Tower Club off of 300 East Boulevard Drive uh, in Oxnard, California. We're going. It's going to take place on the 22nd floor. And where can you get your tickets? Well, you can get your tickets at industryhorror.com, or you can stop on by the store if you are near in the Venture County area uh, for the Industry Horror Store off of 518 East Main Street in Venture, California. You can also give a call and and get your tickets as well. Uh, the Industry Horror Store for 805-667-8460. You can get your tickets for only $40, and this is for people 21 plus with ID, so so just keep in mind there's going to be some casino games, live music and DJ, a full bar, and a silent auction, and please come dress mafia themed as well. Thank you everybody, and hopefully I will see you. At the Tower Club on February 7th. Should be a lot of fun. And now. Back to the. Back to my opinion on the ending of. The Rise of Skywalker. I really enjoyed the way that they. Ended. Because. It is. Poetry. To end the movie. By having Ray look at. The, the twin sons of Tantwanin. Tantwanin. 
looking out in the distance. Knowing the fact that the journey has just only just the journey has only just begun. And no matter what comes on the way, she will be ready to face it. And do everything she can to make sure that there is balance within the galaxy. Ooh, I just got a little bit of goosebumps there. But the rise of Skywalker turns out they meant Ray. I don't know. I think I would have still because I want I would want to keep the message, not hammer down the message, but try but keep the message subtle of no matter your background, there is always time to do great things. Regardless of your past. And it shouldn't really have to do with your bloodline. It would have been... I think it would have been better. A lot of people were... I saw a lot of comments. But I understand. And I think it would have been a lot better if Ray... You know, there was this random old woman asking her... What's your name, dear? And she goes like... Ray looks over her left shoulder and then she looks back. She says, Ray Skywalker. But I understand that she said, Ray Palpatine. Well, I guess I better get the remaining Jedi to get on you because Palpatine was evil. But for a lot of people, that would represent, no, the Palpatine legacy will live on. But it will live on on different terms. And that she will end up destroying, not just Palpatine, but Darth Sidious's legacy. By turning from a dark legacy into a light one. By the way... Lando, every single time he's on screen, steals the scene. Steals the scene. Great job, Billy D. Williams. And, of course, you have uh, General Leia Organa, and you have Ben Solo die. That is a difficult task. How to end a saga of a well-known franchise. Because no matter what, no matter how you end it on, you just hope that you end it on a good note. On terms of the way of the Star Wars lore, and also telling an interesting story at the same time. And then bonus for the Disney... Empire being able to sell toys. Some people describe this as if, as if these were a bunch of cutscenes in a video game. And I understand that. There were a lot of cuts and wipes. Editing-wise, 
And of course, they go with, we need to destroy this. Once again, another Death Star, but this time it's over 50 Star Destroyers that just so happen to have the weapon to destroy a planet. Poe Dameron, the character, he did a decent job. Oscar Isaac did everything he could with the lines that was given. Anthony Daniels did a good job too with C3PO. There were some funny moments. I laughed at some moments. I didn't laugh the whole time. Some of the jokes I felt off. There were even some parts that I'm like, wait, was that supposed to be a joke? Um, okay. But overall, this is a good, not great movie. And I suggest people, to be honest, if you did not enjoy The Force Awakens or The Last Jedi, wait till this goes into a dollar theater if you want to see in theater. If you don't care about when you see it, wait till it gets released on most likely Disney Plus, or on Blu-ray, or on 4, is it 4K now? Jeez, there are so many different ways to watch stuff now. But I give The Rise of Skywalker, I'll give it 3 stars. Three stars out of five. There were some memorable moments, but not the whole entire movie. There were some memorable moments, but it wasn't the whole entire movie. Most likely, if I ever watch this movie again, I'll just skip it to the scenes that have Kyle Ren, Ben Solo. Oh, and that whole spy thing? Yeah, you're not going to believe this, but the spy is... You know what? I'm not going to spoil everything. But the spy, let's just say, the spy was a one-note character that could have used a lot better character arc. That's all I'm going to say on who is the spy. Some of the stories that were told within the movie, hopefully they will make a movie out of some of them. Especially finding out that there was a whole entire planet full of used-to-be stormtroopers. How did that happen? To be honest, all that is left that they could do with Star Wars is have a background of a droid and find a way to become a Jedi or becoming the new maybe even more powerful than the Emperor. How many people would actually watch a Star Wars movie that started that starred a droid that eventually became a Jedi? It, it could be a droid eye. Uh, or a droid if. Think about it. Thank you very much for listening as I'm Nathan saying add a little bit of horror into your life. If you enjoy this, 
If you enjoy this episode, there is a lot more episodes for the Industry or Coffee Cast. You can listen on Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, and any other podcast platform that you can think of. Well, except Podbean. But otherwise, you can listen to any uh, Google podcast as well. This is brought to you by Industry Horror. Industry Horror is a 501c3 nonprofit that teaches in the trade of screen printing, making buttons, stickers, and even running retail in a store. Inventory at the warehouse. They hire people with special needs. And people on the autism spectrum. No matter how large or how small your business is, we would be happy to help out in any way possible to spread to spread the word of your brand and have it to the point that you can even wear your brand. You can contact us industryhor at gmail.com. Or industryhorror.com. Our store is located off of 518 East Main Street in downtown Ventura. You also can shop online at industryhorror.com. If you would be interested in being a, a guest for the Industry Horror Coffin Cast, please contact industryhorrorcoffincast at gmail.com. Or if you know someone that would be interested, uh, please contact industryhorrorcoffincast at gmail.com. Thank you all for listening. I do appreciate it.